0: Now, as a pastor, I'm continually telling people you need to read your Bibles and you need to study your Bibles. And something I've come to realize, something I've come to understand, is that a lot of people want to do that, but they don't exactly know where to start. Now, last week I posted a video on how to read your Bible through uh, the course of a year, and so you could refer back to that. Uh, But when it comes to studying the Bible, that is where you need to start at. You need to start at reading the Bible and reading through the Bible. And so you can look through that, and look through how you could read through the Bible in that course of a year. But I also told you last week that as we look at that, and, and we're reading through the Bible, to keep a notepad with you because maybe as you're reading through your Bible and, and you're, you're you're looking at that, and, you, and your purpose is to read through the Bible, but then you come to a particular passage of scripture, you so say, you know what. I want to study that a little bit more in depth. I want to get back to that. So you jot that down uh, on your notepad there and you write it down and you get back to that particular passage of scripture that has really piqued your interest or maybe God is speaking to you about and you will study that a little bit more in depth. And the question is, well, where do I start? Well, the, the, the reality is you start with the Bible, right? You start with the Bible. But the interesting thing about the Bible is the Old Testament was written, in Hebrew, the New Testament was written in Greek, and a little bit in Aramaic, and so therefore we have a lot of different translations, and so some of those translations are extraordinarily good, uh, and some of those translations are not so good, and we don't really need to uh, worry about those translations. In fact, we need to stay away from those translations, and we need to make sure it's a translation. There's things out there like uh, uh, the living Bible, not the new living Bible. The new living Bible is a translation, but the the living Bible is not a translation. It's a paraphrase. The message is not uh, a translation. It's a paraphrase. And we don't even need to bother with those. We need to be studying translations, but even with the translations, you know, we have all kinds of different translations. We have to ask ourselves why, well, the answer to that question is, Old Testament was written in Hebrew, New Testament was written in Greek, and partially in Aramaic. And we speak English. We read English. So what do we do? Well, the best thing that you could do is to learn how to uh, read and study Hebrew for the Old Testament, and read and study Greek for the New Testament. Uh, but the reality is most of us are not going to do that. A lot of pastors do that. Certainly seminary professors are able to do that. Uh, but Your common layman is not going to learn Hebrew and is not going to learn Greek. And so what is our best, our our second best option that we have? Well, there's a lot of study materials and there's a lot of tools that we have at our disposal today that we're blessed at having that we can use to be able to study those languages and do word studies. Now, that's not what today's lesson is about. I will get into that uh, on down the road, not that far down the road uh, either. So I'm going to look at the easiest option today. What is the easiest option? The easiest option is to look at our multiple translations. And so when you're reading through the Bible, like I talked about last week, use that one translation right you use that same translation all the way through the course of the year stay in that some people want once they read, read through that translation and then they'll 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 go to a different translation that's fine if that's something you want to do but through the course of that year as you're reading through it stay with that one translation I think that that is very uh, important and again make sure that that is a good translation uh, but as we look at the Bible Bible today, we have all of these different translations. Um, you know, it, it, when we're studying, we do need to, I believe, look at different translations. Because when we look at different translations, we see things in a different perspective. Now, something we need to understand is there's two different types of translations out there today. Um, there is the type of translation that is not literal, Translations um, and what they do is rather than take a word for word, now you cannot translate Hebrew and Greek into the English language literally word for word, and the reason why uh, is because the English language is a very generic language, whereas the Hebrew language and the Greek language very specific languages. For instance, uh, in the English language, you know, I go down to the river Bank and I sit there and I go fishing. I go to the basketball court and I throw the ball up and I make a bank shot. And then after that, I go down to the bank to withdraw some money. It's all the same word, right? Uh, And and so that's why the English language is so frustrating and hard to learn uh, when other people come in from other countries and try to learn the English language. Very difficult language to learn. At the same time, you know, I could say I love my wife, And I could also say, I love my car. Well, hopefully it's two different types of loves, right? Well, in the Hebrew and in the Greek, they're very specific languages. And so they're going to have a very specific word For that very specific meaning. And so that makes it difficult to translate it from the Hebrew and from the Greek into the English. It's not impossible. And I do believe that what we have today is our translations. The, 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 Popular translations, anyway. There are some bad ones out there uh, that we don't need to pay attention to. Uh, but I do believe what we have is accurate and reliable and trustworthy. But we do need to search it. We do need to study it. So what we have is two different type of translations. One is a word-for-word translation. Uh, And that's what I use. I use word-for-word translations. Again, as close as we could possibly get to the word-for-word translation. And that is their goal, is to get as close as they possibly can to a word-for-word translation from the original languages to the English language. And so King James would be a word-for-word translation. The bad thing about the King James is it's 500 years old, and the English language has changed greatly within the past 500 years. Still good translation. Some people are used to the King James, and uh, that's what they're accustomed to. And so by all means, use it. But I do encourage you to still use other translations as you're studying uh, to look at, and we're going to see why here in just a moment. And then uh, what I always preach out of is the New American Standard Bible. Now I have to say the 1995 version because they uh, now have an updated version of that. But I use the 1995 New American Standard or NASB. And then we have the ESV. And, you know, so we, we, of course, New King James, uh, those are all literal translations, as close as we can possibly get from the original languages to the English language. Then you have other translations uh, like the NIV, the New Living Bible, not the Living Bible, but the New Living Bible, which is a good translation. And and so we have those uh, that you can uh, look at and and study. I don't think they're good for in-depth study, But what they do is they don't really try to take the original languages and translate them word for word. Instead, they translate them thought for thought. That's why I prefer a word for word translation. And so when we look at that, we begin to understand that. Here we have a thought for thought translation. And so we can look at that thought for thought translation in 2 Timothy chapter 1 uh, and in verse 6, it tells us this. It says, um, it, "It says for this reason, I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God, which is in you. So fan into the flame, the gift of God, which is in you. Well, then we look at the King James and say, well, what, is, what does King James have to say about that? And so here it was. That says fan into the flame. This one says, wherefore I put thee in remembrance of uh, that thou stir up the gift of God. Okay, we have fan into the flame. Here we have stir up the gift of God. You know, we first ask ourselves, we read that first one, fan into the flame. What, what does that mean? What does he mean? What does the Bible mean? What does God mean when he says that we need to fan into the flame the gift of God. Now we have stir up <laughs> the gift of God. Well, okay. Fan into the flame, stir up. And then we go to the uh, New American Standard, the one I always preach out of. And it says in Second uh, Timothy chapter one and verse six, it says, for this reason, I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God. So we have fan into the flame. We have stir up. Now we have kindle afresh. Then we have here a the uh, Christian home and standard. And so what does it say? Second Timothy chapter one and verse six, it says, therefore, I remind you to keep ablaze. Hmm. Okay, well, that makes sense. Keep ablaze the gift of God, okay? So what we find here is we, we have fan into the flame, stir up, uh, the we, we, we have uh, uh, keep ablaze. We, we um, have these different wordings it all mean the same thing, but they're worded just a little bit different. Whereas, if, I don't know, what does stir up mean? What does that mean? Well, then I could look at these other translations and say, okay, I get it now. Understand it now. What it is, is there's a flame there. And as we fan into that flame or stir up the flame or kindle a afresh or keep a blaze, it's all that idea of like, we don't want it to become a small ember right we we don't want that fan to die down, so we or that flame rather to die down, so we fan it, we stir it up, we keep it ablaze and 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 so, in that understanding through the different translations, we then get a better grasp, a better understanding of what that means. Maybe I didn't understand the first translation that I read, so I read different translations, and it gave me a better. Understanding. Now you don't have to go out and buy all of these translations uh, like I have. Um, they're all found online. You can go to uh, the BibleGateway.com, a very good uh, uh, site there where you can get all kinds of different translations. You can download the Bible app on your phone, and uh, you know there's all kinds of tools out there. There's also the Amplified. Uh, Bible that's also on there. And the Amplified Bible uh, isn't actually a translation, but it amplifies some of the words. It wasn't actually a help in this particular uh, instance of understanding what that stir up uh, means, but it is a great help in other instances. So I pray that this was a help for you and that you will see the need of studying God's word, how very important that it is We're going to continue to dive deeper into this. We're going to look at some tools that we can use, some resources that we can use. And my goal is for you to get beyond these videos and beyond saying up here, yeah, I know I need to study the Bible, but actually getting into it, opening it up and studying the deep treasures of God's Word.